today on Transforming Lives. In Luke Lives. chapter 4, Jesus speaking, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. Open your Bibles, please, to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. want to read verses 18 and 19. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. At the count of two, we'll all read together. Let's stand and read. One, two. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We just thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing by your Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in the lives of your people here in this church. We thank you, Lord, for the body of Christ all around the world. We just thank you and bless you for your faithfulness. Lord, we pray for wisdom and understanding. We pray for eyes to be opened. Lord, for revelation knowledge. We pray for hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. We give you all the glory. Speak to me and through me in the name of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. We are continuing our series on the communion of the Holy Spirit. The last time we minister, we share with you on the fifth principle of the works of the Holy Spirit, and that is how to be filled with the Spirit. We told you that um, about five different ways um, how you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We told you one is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and we said that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an occupancy. Um, the second thing we told you that you need to surrender your all to Jesus, turn yourself over to him. Amen. Um, and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. We also told you that there is an evidence of salvation when you are born again. There is an evidence, there is a transformation that takes place when you are born again. Also, there is an evidence when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. There is a tangible evidence when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit or you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then also, last but not the least, the fifth, we told you that the entire idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit is a work of the Holy Spirit. He does the work. I mean, it's not like something that we can manufacture. It is the Holy Spirit who does the work. And when you read um, the passage that we read last, the last time we ministered, 
um, in Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the word in the Greek there is be continuously filled. It's the um, continuous term. So it's not like a one time, you know, one once and for all, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit and that's it. It's a continuous filling of the Holy Spirit. And it will show you also that the, the apostles and the disciples, it was not a one time. They were filled on several different occasions with the Holy Spirit. Now tonight, I want to teach on this the sixth principle uh, of the works of the Holy Spirit, and that is unlimited power. Say it with me. Say, say unlimited power. Unlimited power. Say it again. Say unlimited power. Amen. We want to share with you four reasons for the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit. You need to know that there is no power stronger or greater than the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the power of the Holy Spirit that God has sent to us, that Jesus has given, there's an unlimited power. If we tap into it, we can always walk in victory and experience. And we'll share some of that with you tonight. But there are four, four, four uh, um, ways uh, uh, or reasons. One of them is that the power of the Holy Spirit that was given to us is the same anointing that was upon Jesus. It's not a different spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit, the same anointing, the same grace, the same power that was upon Jesus. It's the same anointing that is available to us. Secondly, the disciples were eyewitnesses. They saw the glory of Jesus and they experienced the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Third, the power of the reason is that the Holy Spirit was given, or the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit was given to equip this church. It's for your benefit. If you are born again, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit was given to you with all of his power for your benefit, to equip you for the work of the ministry. And last but not the least is for fellowship. Say fellowship. fellowship. And the Bible talks about it is the communion of the Holy Spirit. If you notice that's it, the actual, um, our actual topic, the communion of the Holy Spirit. That's what so we'll talk about a little bit about it, but we'll continue to talk about it. So let's look at these different reasons for the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit. So the first reason that we said for the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit is because of the same anointing. Say the same anointing. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 4, Jesus speaking, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. So Jesus came on the scene. The Bible tells us he was baptized by John. He was led by the, I mean, the Holy Spirit. He was baptized by John in the water when he came up. He was baptized by the Holy Spirit because the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dog and rested upon him. So the Holy Spirit did not come and leave. He stayed upon Jesus. He rested upon Jesus. God said, this is my beloved son. So he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible also tells us that when Jesus was baptized, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. And then after he was, he was um, overcame the devil, he came back in the power of the Spirit. So you see, it is the Spirit of God leading Jesus, Spirit of God empowering Jesus, Spirit of God anointing Jesus, Spirit of God working in Jesus. And everywhere Jesus went, 
in every part of his ministry, in his preaching, in his teaching, in his ministry, in his interaction, it was all by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself unless that which I see the Spirit do. Amen. So the importance of the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit, we need to understand is Jesus understood the importance of the Holy Spirit. He embraced it. And whatever he did, he was always telling the scribes and the Pharisees or the people, I'm doing this. I'm casting out devils by the Spirit. I'm healing the sick by the Spirit. I'm, I'm delivering people by the Spirit. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit that was upon his life that enabled him to do the work that he did. In fact, Peter said it this way in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. It was the Holy Spirit working in Jesus to do the work. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. It is the same Spirit. Jesus committed himself to the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He ministered by the Spirit. He healed by the Spirit. He taught by the Spirit. He uh, 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 encouraged by the Spirit. Whatever he did, it was by the Spirit that he was conscious of everything that the Holy Spirit did. Amen. And you see, the manifestation and the, 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 and, and the power of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus' life is available to us. When you read the, the uh, 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 New Testament, especially the book of Acts, you will find out that the disciples understood the importance of the power of the Holy Spirit. They yield, they understood that everything that they were doing, it was by the power of the Holy Spirit. The church was birthed. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in the, by the, the power of the Holy Spirit. They went about doing, the Bible says, even when the believers uh, um, were, were learning um, about the apostles' doctrine, they went from house to house, ministering by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God was adding to the church. Amen. Peter and John said to the, the uh, um, men at the gate of beautiful, uh, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have we gave to you in the name of Jesus. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit that they worked the work of ministry. Amen. And they lived their lives in such a way to experience the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter said it this way in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. He said, We have not followed corny devised fables when we made unto, known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Say eyewitnesses. You see, Peter and the disciples understood the power of the Holy Spirit. They, 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 they interacted with God and they were eyewitnesses of what Jesus did. They walked with him. They saw his glory. They saw his power. They saw the demonstration of God upon his life. And Peter could say that we did not just uh, uh, um, give ourselves to just foolish fables. We did not just give ourselves to just myth. We, we saw the glory of God. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Say hallelujah. Amen. So Peter was talking about the glory of God that they saw 
in Jesus when Jesus was transfigured in front of them on the Mount of Transfiguration. When he said we saw his majesty, Peter was saying that we, we did not just um, see him in his human person, but we saw him manifested by the power of God. Amen. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 17 that Jesus took Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus was transfigured in his glory, and he began to speak to Moses and, and Elijah. And the Bible says when Peter and James and John saw it, they were overwhelmed. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good to be here. Amen. All of us love to be on the mountaintop with Jesus and the majesty and the glory of God. Amen. And he said, let us build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. I can just imagine Peter was saying, yes, Lord, let's be here. We'll build one for Moses. We'll build one for Elijah. We'll build one for you. And I know the one that you are in, I will be a part of it. Amen. <laughs> so Peter and James and John, he was so excited about it. And the Bible says, that in that glory, in that majesty, the cloud of God overwhelmed them, and God spoke. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Say amen. Peter was saying to uh, um, the, the, the believers, we were eyewitnesses. We saw it. We knew it. This is not something that you can just say. We can't just, it was not a hallucination. Uh, um, uh, um, Amen. He said we saw it. We, we could identify with Jesus when we saw it. Hallelujah. So, so the first thing that we need to understand concerning the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit is that it's the same anointing that was on Jesus. So whenever you think about the Holy Spirit and His unlimited power in your life, think about what Jesus was able to accomplish. It's the same Spirit. It's not a different Spirit. Jesus did not give us a different Holy Spirit. It's the same Spirit. Amen. But also, you need to understand that the disciples, the second thing it was, they were eyewitnesses. They saw it. Amen. The Bible tells us in this same passage in Matthew chapter 27, I mean 17, the Bible says, when Jesus was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun. So it was not just, he was just transfigured and you could see him in the natural, but he was transfigured in his majesty. Amen. The Bible tells us, John um, said, the, the apostle said, when he saw Jesus on the Lord's day, Jesus, he was, he was like a... Uh, 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 the, 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 his face there was uh, in John chapter, I mean Revelation chapter 1. The Bible talks about him, um, his feet shining with bronze. Amen. His, the, 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 his eyes blazing like fire. Amen. The, in his majesty. Amen. And when the Bible talks about the Jesus being seen and transfigured, the Bible tells us in Matthew that he was shown his clothes, his raiment, Everything about him was transformed. And Moses and Elijah came and they were talking to him. Amen. And God said to them, listen to Jesus. Now, you know, when you look at this particular passage and you sometimes would take uh, 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 
for granted concerning the revelation that God reveals to us. Amen. We take for granted the whole idea of elevating different people, uh, um, opinions or people's words above. But when God said to Peter and John and James, this is my beloved son, listen to him. He was saying to them, you need to pay attention to what Jesus is saying. Amen. You need to pay attention because Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophet. Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophet. Amen. Jesus was transformed in front of them. And Jesus came to fulfill, to bring to pass, to manifest the law and the prophet. And so God was saying, it's not about the idea of Moses and not, not um, demeaning them. It's not the idea of Moses and Elijah, but it's the fulfillment of the prophet. It's the fulfillment of the law. Amen. And so you need to listen to him. So sometimes we get caught up in the spectacular that we miss the message of what Jesus is saying. Amen. And God is saying, pay attention to what the message is. Amen. And the Bible tells us that when that happened, the disciples were afraid. So they were afraid. Now I can imagine, you know, Peter getting excited, seeing Moses, seeing um, Jesus, seeing Elijah, they're talking and he said, let's build Let's build um, tabernacles. And, you know, I'm, I can imagine him telling James and John, we need to start building. Let's start this work, you know, and get, get on it. And then God said, this is my beloved son. The Bible says a cloud came, and God said this, and they were afraid. And they fell to their faces. And then the Bible says in verse 7, And Jesus came and touched them and said unto them, Arise, let us go. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Jesus in his glory still concerned about his disciples. In his majesty still concerned about us, the church. Amen. And, and, Jesus, and Peter was saying to the believers now, we were witnesses. We saw him in his glory. And when the day of Pentecost came, they experienced the grace and the power. It was not something that they could they, they could put aside. Nobody could tell Peter, I didn't experience it. You see, that's something that we, all of us need to understand. And that's why we need to have that personal relationship with God and that personal encounter with the Holy Spirit because nobody can change and you have an experience with God. Nobody can tell you you did not have that experience. Amen. Nobody can fool you. Nobody can give you another thing. Amen. I remember uh, I'm listening to um, a teaching that um, what's what's her name, uh, um, Madonna um, Osborne shared. She said uh, um, when when um, she went to Bible school, you know she um, Madonna um, Osborne is still Osborne's daughter. Um, so she went to Bible school, and the, when the first time she went to Bible school. That's when she learned that some people believe, did not believe in miracles. And so she was like, she was shocked. She was like, I, from the time I was born, I've been seeing miracles. I mean, I live on the mission field in miracles. She said, I was, she, said she was shocked that people did not believe. In the church, in seminary, they were talking about miracles had ceased. She was like, What? I can't believe it. I'm living this thing every day of my life. And now you are saying you need to come and see the miracles. 
You see, the thing about it is that sometimes people theorize uh, um, the Word of God and try to bring it to their own. You need to get an encounter with the living God and experience God for yourself. Say hallelujah. That's what Peter was saying. This is real. What we're talking to you about is real. We experience it. We touch it. Amen. In one, one other instance, he said, we have hindered it with our hands. Amen. That means you're talking about that they walk with Jesus, they eat with Jesus, they interacted, they saw the blind eyes open, they saw the cripple walking, they saw the deaf coming to life, they saw the, 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 the demon possessed being delivered. It was something that they saw tangibly in their lives. Nobody could change them or tell them anything else. You see, if you have been healed by God, nobody can tell you that God cannot heal. If you have been delivered by God, nobody can tell you that God does not deliver. I mean, those people who are saying that healing is not for today, uh, um, miracles don't happen for today, they, they don't understand the grace and the power of God that has touched your life. If you have an encounter with God, nobody can change that experience from you. That's why I love the, the power of the testimony, because nobody can challenge your testimony. It happened to me. Amen? It happened to me. I've, I've, ex, I've seen people over and over being healed. I've been healed myself in my own life. I've experienced the grace and the power of God in my own life. You cannot tell me that Jesus is not real. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. That's what Peter was saying. Yes, we have hindered it. We have touched it. We were eyewitnesses. We heard the voice. Look at what he said in, in, in verse 16. He said, uh, For we receive from the Father an honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. And Peter repeated it. The Father saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Peter was saying, we heard it. You can't tell me we didn't hear it. I heard it. Amen. Say hallelujah. You see, both Old and New Testament, the prophets, the, the believers, they have all experienced the grace and the power of God. And so even now today, many people have experienced it. I've experienced God's grace and God's power in my life. I'm here. I'm doing what I'm doing because God touched my life and changed me. Amen. And you can experience that also. You need a touch from God. You need to uh, 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 open your heart and allow God to touch you. If you can get hungry and thirsty for God, you can experience. You yourself can be an eyewitness of the grace and the majesty of God. The third reason for the unlimited power is to equip the saints. Say equip the saints or equip the church. Amen. The Bible tells us that there is no greater power. Jesus said in uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Say hallelujah. Amen. The, the purpose of the power or the unlimited power of the Holy Spirit is to make you a witness. Amen. Jesus knew 
that in order for the gospel to go to the world, to the ends of the world, you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Jesus was saying the same anointing, the same grace, the same spirit, the same power upon my life is what I am making available to you. And you will experience the grace and the power of God in your life. And you will be my witnesses. Say hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was telling us and letting us know that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that will make a difference in our lives to get the gospel to where he wants the gospel to go, to the ends of the world. We will thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.